Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a JMIE, your 57th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And we're still locked in the house. The pandemic is still striking. COVID-19 has still ravaged the country to the point to where we still can't go out. There's still no movies being coming out. And there really ain't a lot of entertainment news. I mean, everything is just shut down. We're all pretty much doing the same thing. And that's sitting in, trying not to go insane as we are just constantly under quarantine. So this has given me a lot of time to reflect on things and to rewatch things and to just try to pass the time. I recently rewatched The Sopranos, and I figured I never got to talk about it because I didn't have a podcast when it was on, and I didn't watch The Sopranos until after it was always well off the air. So we're going to talk about it today. The Sopranos ran from 1999 to 2007, so just think about it. The Sopranos ended 13 years ago. It's been 13 years. There's a full teenager that was just born when The Sopranos ended. If you don't know what the show is, it was HBO's first, I think, breakthrough TV show. It's the one that garnered them all kinds of awards, and it paved the way for shows like The Wire and Game of Thrones and other breakouts. It pretty much brought them to the forefront of being a contender in the TV drama world. It's centered around the Soprano family, uh, Tony Soprano, the titular main character, being in the, the quote-unquote mafia, the mob, uh, La Costa Nostra, whatever you want to call it. And it, it centers around his family and his struggles of him ascending to the role of being the boss of the family, dealing with all the pains that come with running in a mafia-style family, dealing with family and problems at home and his other family members. And I just said family a lot in a short period but that's what the show is based around and let me just say right off the bat after re-watching this the show is it's it's well done i mean I, I the show's great it's a really good show i mean it garnered lots of awards it has fantastic acting in it there's a, there's a few issues that i saw with this that i didn't notice the first time around first off the biggest villain in this entire series is cancer everybody gets cancer and dies from cancer everybody has somebody they know that's died from cancer whether it be uh two mob bosses that died from cancer they think tony's got cancer paulie's got cancer chris has had cancer removed everybody has cancer or is affected in some way by cancer now look i know that uh cancer is is prevalent in the world and there's all different kinds how much, I mean, it's kind of like the story writers of this entire series kind of just got laser. Like, well, how do we kill this character off? Or how do we make this character have a story arc? I got an idea. Let's give him cancer. Let's give his wife cancer. Let's give his mother cancer. And again, I'm saying the same word over and over because that's the way this series went. Every time you turn around, somebody has cancer or is dying from cancer. And it's like, guys, you know, you there's plenty of other stuff you could write about. You know, there's plenty of other ways to give somebody a story arc or give them any kind of character building or, or even an emotional moment without just putting this disease and this illness in on somebody they love or on them in general. 
I, I'm not a writer. Like, like I tried. I loved it, but I'm not. I'm not a writer. I'm not a script writer. I'm not a Hollywood writer. But it seems to be like this was a crutch used throughout the show, over and over. When it when they kind of backed themselves in a the corner, they didn't know what to do. They just kind of wrote that into the script, and it was ways to get rid of certain characters, and so on. Another thing that I came to notice on my rewatching of this is that there is one likable character in the entire series. One. And that is Bobby Bacala. The guy who originally you meet, he is the driver for Uncle Junior. He is, you know, the the under underling form he basically does and runs and does all of his errand he needs ran. Ends up marrying Tony's sister and ends up, you know, becoming a not not the boss, but he ends up being an underboss or a made man through Tony and one of his trusted confidants. He is the only character with redeeming qualities in this entire series. I literally mean that. Like he he's the only one I know of who doesn't cheat on his wife, never does, never takes a gumar, which is a girlfriend or a mistress in that world. He never takes one, loves his wife, loves his kids. When she dies, it's truly heartbreaking. You can see that he just he's lost. He doesn't know what to do. That's when he meets uh, Janice, and she comes in his life, which is Tony's sister, and ends up, she kind of manipulates him into being with her because she wants to be loved, and she wants that kind of family and, you know, just somebody with that unconditional love. And he ends up loving her to the point to where, in one episode, he actually attacks Tony because Tony's making fun of her. That's his wife, and that's Tony's sister, and Tony's talking about her kind of being a, a slut, and Bobby, while they're drunk, I mean, he just he jumps up and he beats the hell out of Tony. And it's the only time you ever see Tony actually get his ass kicked, truly, in this series. And it's just for him standing up for his wife. Bobby is the best character in the show. He really is. He's, he's a guy who you can tell gets conflicted at times. And he doesn't do anything to make you go, I can't stand this person. Unlike every other character in the show, Junior is a egomaniacal mob boss. He's upset because Tony's kind of taking the leadership and taking the reins of the family, and people are following him when he feels like he should be the one in charge. He shoots Tony. He tries to have Tony whacked or murdered, however you want to put it. He tries to lie in a court of law and pretend he has dementia so much that he ends up actually having dementia and again, he goes through cancer. He's not a likable character. You have Tony's mother, who is a manipulative, manipulative bitch. She's a hypochondriac. She tries to take treat everybody wrong. And then when they call her out on something, she plays the card of I wish I would die. And she's an unlikable character. Everybody from Tony, uh, his wife. You know, you would think that the wife of the mob boss, the one that's Knows about the the business, knows about the life, but doesn't know much to where she can be, you know, placed in a court for it. You would think she might have sympathetic times. No. At times, she, she at one point tries to sleep with a, and has impure thoughts with a priest. She ends up falling for one of Tony's cousins from Italy that comes over. I mean, she feels like she is owed a lot. 
I know she's kept things, you know, she's kept secrets, and she's let things go with Tony cheating and stuff, but at times she feels like she's owed it because of it, she stole, she's stolen money from Tony, um, she's an unlikable character, his kids, AJ and Meadow, Meadow, she has a very weird story arc, to where she doesn't like her family or the way that it's going. She doesn't want to be a part of it. Then she does. Then she doesn't. Then she does. She doesn't. She ends up being a spoiled, you know, like just someone who you can tell had a silver spoon in her mouth. Someone who never had to want for anything. And she doesn't know where she wants to be in the world. And it's just a lot of her choices. A lot of the way she talks. She picks fights with people. And it's just not a, a redeeming quality. She's a, she's a beautiful girl. But nothing that she does is really in, really redeeming. Every time she starts redeeming herself, she does something that makes you just dislike her. Whether it's picking a fight with her boyfriend, picking a fight with her parents, basically calling her parents evil people when they raised her and gave her everything she wanted. She's just another one to add to the list. Like, re-watching this, you see how terrible these people are. AJ, his son, I couldn't stand this kid from Jump Street. This kid is an entitled spoiled brat it he has the easiest life in the world and yet he always complains about everything and i might take flack for this but later on when he becomes the quote-unquote environmentalist and he's worried about the environment and he's worried about you know the wars in iraq and the wars in afghanistan and all this other stuff he never really means it he's doing it for attention and again I'm going to might catch flack for this. I'm not trying to make fun of mental illness or depression, but he starts when he gets a girlfriend and in the later episodes and she dumps him and he's in love. All of a sudden he's just, I can't live without her. And I, I want to commit suicide. And I want to kill myself. And Tony's trying to tell him to man up. You're 20 years old. This happens. Then the kid tries to kill himself and the kid, the whole time, anytime somebody says something to him, he said, you know, I'm depressed at one point. After they break up, he's at work, and he sees a couple on a date, and he just starts crying and leaves and quits his job because he saw a couple that were happy. And then, again, he gets cards, he complains, he, every time he needs something, you know, they take his, they take his money away, they say, we're not going to give you anything, you're going to live off your allowance, I can't live off that, I can't do this, I can't, you're an entitled, spoiled brat, and you are not likable through any of this, there is not one redeeming aspect for the character of AJ in the entire Sopranos, not one time do I ever look at AJ and go, he's right, we go, I kind of feel bad for him, no, AJ is one of, if not the worst character on the show, the most unlikable character on the show. I don't know if he was meant to be written that way, but in the in the final episodes, and again, I'm going to be talking about some spoilers here, but it, again, the show's been 13 years old, so if you haven't seen it yet, I really don't care. But in the, the last season, when he's in his depression phase and blah, 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 he's going to go join the Army, which earlier seasons, he was going to go to military school, and he didn't want to go to military school, but now he's going to join the Army. Because he wants to be a helicopter pilot and fly Trump around, which is funny because this is when you could say the name Trump and people actually liked it before he became president and he became a quote-unquote he who should not be named anywhere. But I digress. And then it's, I'm going to be in the CIA. And then his dad's like, here, look, we're going to get a movie done. We're going to get you a job, you know, working on the movie. And all of a sudden he's 
he's happy now. You know, he he's going to get to do something he wants, and he might get a nightclub out of it because that's all he always wanted to do. He burnt his SUV to the ground, caught it on fire, and then they had to get him a car so he can drive back and forth to work. Oh, he had to have a BMW all of a sudden. He said, "No, no, I'm not. No more SUVs." But he's got a BMW. He's a spoiled, entitled brat. I couldn't stand him from episode one until the very last episode. AJ is just an unlikable character that you can't relate to. He's annoying. He's whiny. And he's an asshole. And he is a wuss in this entire show. He has no balls. He never stands up. And he never learns to be a man. He never learns to be a man. We talk about Tony. Tony, the show's about him. You would think that he has an arc of maybe growing to accept who he is and accept things. And maybe this whole story is going to be about him kind of coming to grips with who he is. Nope. He cheats. He drinks. He eats way too much. He's just an ass. He's volatile. He's violent. He doesn't think. He's impulsive. He's, again, an unlikable character. He kills his cousin. He kills his nephew or his cousin by marriage. Anytime a friend of his is in trouble, basically he 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 wants to kill him and get him out of the way. He blames people for everything. That's he blames them for stuff that's not their fault. He never takes responsibility. I mean, the writing of this, I I, I don't know how this goes. Everybody in this is a stereotypical of what Italians are. They all have a certain way they talk, the way they dress, the way they look. And I know that it's a, it's a mob story and it's a mafia t- tale and stuff, but there comes a time to when it just this whole series kind of borderlines on stereotypes. I mean, from Pauly, the way he dresses, the way he acts, you know, the, oh, 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 you know, it's a stereotypical of what you would think an Italian would sound like or what he would act like or what he would talk like. That's what this is. Now, again, it sounds like I'm shitting completely on the show, but the show isn't all bad. The show is actually very well written. It's just at times they lean too much on crutches of illnesses. There's times when the characters are just, again, they're just not likable, but the story is gripping. The story is enthralling. The story takes you in, and it makes you want to know what's happening, which leads to the what is considered the worst ending or the most controversial ending in television history. The very end of this series, they're at a diner, they're waiting, Don't Stop Believing by Journey is playing on the jukebox, and right in the middle of a sentence, as his daughter walks into a restaurant, he looks up, it fades to black. And there's a good 5-10 seconds of just black screen before the credits roll. And this was a hot topic when it first happened because people, apparently everybody thought that their HBO feed cut out. Nobody knew what happened. Nobody expected. It's been 13 years of people, you know, talking about did he die? Is he still alive? Was this all a dream? You know, what happened? Did he go to jail? Was he arrested? Because they leave you wondering this. And there's a lot of loose ends that aren't tied up. Seal, his number one man, who's played by uh, Stephen Van Zandt, who is the basis for Neil Diamond. The character of Seal, he is shot in the episode before the finale, and he's in the hospital. He's in a coma. They don't know if he's going to make it. 
We wonder. And they never tell us. We don't know. We don't know what happens to anybody. Bobby gets killed. Okay, the majority of the time, the character, once you start getting into him, killed. Bobby's gets killed. Chris gets killed. Which, again, when it's a mafia show, movie, whatever, that's what you expect. But this ending that brought so much, after re-watching it, I totally get it. Now, the, the director and the writer and the producer of it, the show creator, said that he's not saying Tony's dead. He's not saying he's alive. Basically, he left it for you to interpret what hap- interpret what happens. There was originally going to be a Sopranos movie. I think that that was rumored for years until the guy who played Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini, passed away unexpectedly. Rest in peace to a, a hell of an actor. Um, I think that's kind of one that kind of left it open-ended because they, they wanted to make a movie later. But it became, after that, it was him saying you can interpret this however you want to interpret it. And I know that a lot of people can't stand the ending, again, they're saying it's the worst one that ever happened. And I get it because it doesn't give you a lot of, it doesn't give you closure. And whenever we have a series that we've in, or invested so much time into, we want that closure. We want to know what happens. We want to know why it happened. You know, we, we, we just need that. And we didn't get that, so a lot of people were upset by it. After rewatching it, I totally understand it. I feel Tony probably did get killed. I think that he died at that point. They focus a lot on characters walking in and out of the restaurant. There's one character in particular they keep showing. It's a guy in a members-only jacket who, before we fade to black, goes to the bathroom. And there's a theory, you know, he came out, he shot Tony right there because Tony had been in a war with the New York family. Now, I kind of feel like it goes on that route. I think that's exactly how it would it would now. If they were going to do the movie, I think Tony survived. I think Tony would have went to jail or, you know, went to court, and I think it would have played out differently. The ending, as much as people complain about it, as much as people bitch about it, they've got to actually enjoy it some because 13 years later, we are still talking about it. There are so many series out there that have ended that I can't remember the ending too, and I've seen it. This one is one that sticks with you, whether you liked it, whether you hated it, whether you thought it was mad, whether you thought it was controversial, whether you thought it was brilliant, however you want to look at it, the ending of this is something that you're still going to talk about and something that people have been talking about for 13 years since it ended. People still discuss about this online. They still have arguments and debates about what happened, what it all meant for the entire series, what what it all was, and that's the mark of a of a good ending. You know, whether whether you liked it or hated it, that's the mark of a good ending if it sticks with you and it has you talking about it, which is exactly what this did. Now, as far as the mobster genre goes, I mean, when you're talking about Goodfellas, you're talking about Casino, you're talking about probably the end-all, be-all, Godfather, as far as movies go and stuff like this, this this was great because they spread it out over six, seven seasons, however you want to go. There's six A and six B, so I'm just going to say seven. And there's about 13 episodes in each. So they spread this out for so long, you get so invested in the lives of these characters and wondering why the twists and turns and what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's the best way you can play it out. Instead of getting a two-hour movie or, you know, even three or four two-hour movies, you're getting their lives you're getting you're getting jumps and times but you're also getting to see them grow getting to see how they deal with their adversities and again the character development while at times seemed kind of crutchy the character development's good you see them all go except for aj aj was a dick i'm still going back to that but again 
nobody on it's likable. Like you have nobody besides Bobby for me that you actually like or you root for or you want to see do well. Every time in this you start feeling something for somebody, you think that this person's doing well or you think this person's going to turn around or you start, you know, connecting with this person. They do something that makes you go, oh, fuck that motherfucker. That person's a piece of shit. But it's so well written that you still get invested in it. And you're like, okay, I want to see what this person gets for doing that. What is the fallout from this person saying this or doing this or portraying this action or, or betraying this person? But it's a roller coaster ride because you're, there's ups and downs, ups and downs. And for as much as there is to love about the show, there's just as much to annoy you. But you can't say it's a bad show. Like, I've never met anybody who watched The Sopranos that didn't like The Sopranos. They, again, might bitch about the ending, but that brings it all back to what I'm saying. It's a good ending because no matter what, you felt something and you're still talking about it. But there's nobody I've met that just says that Sopranos is not a good TV show. I think it's, again, it's what brought HBO to the front of being a considered a legitimate source for doing original programming and not just showing movies that have come out of theaters and it spawned some of the best TV writing of any, of anything, you know, like I said, the wire and game of Thrones or, and Oz or those are shows that just did the same thing. And, uh, all in all the Sopranos get my, the, it gets my recommendation and gets my seal of approval. It's just, I think sometimes some of the writing can be a little sloppy and lean too heavy on the same aspects over and over again. But, you do have interesting and intriguing characters, not AJ, and you have you have naked women, you have drinking, you have gunfights, you have espionage and mafia, you know, there's so much that goes into this, and it kind of brings you into a world that I know it's sensationalized, but it brings you into a world that the Godfather and him couldn't do because it was a shorter shorter run you know it it didn't have the time to invest as much and again it's different styles different times you have some great actors doing it james gandolfini is an amazing actor edie falco is an amazing actor um a lot of the people that are in this show i'm not going to try to say their names because i'm terrible at saying names and i don't want to butcher everybody the one thing i did notice is that a lot of these people are in goodfellas like a lot of the goodfellas cast is in this the show and again i know it's all kind of connected with mafia and the way people look, the way people talk. They have certain aspects and they can play characters. And I really enjoyed rewatching it. And, you know, it's it's something that I think a lot of people who haven't seen it uh, need, should see it because it, it, it's a good piece of television history and you will enjoy it if you're into mafias. And even if you're not, the story is just intriguing to watching this family grow to prominence, grow to heights, and to see the pits and valleys and the peaks that you see come from this one family and mainly the choices that are given down by one character to have that much power over that many people and what happens, I guess it's just something that you know certain people can and can't handle. So, if you haven't seen The Sopranos, go watch it. If you have watched it, rewatch it. Because, I mean, like me, you, you ain't got nothing but time on your hand during all this. So, I hope everybody stays safe. I hope you all 
are enjoying and keeping yourself sane and busy as best you can. Thank you all for listening, liking, sharing, subscribing. Thank you for all the love and support. Follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. Follow me on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. Thank you all. And until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya.